don't touch that dial. It's the American Grooves Radio Hour with your host, Joe Laurel. the New Orleans Wanderers in 1926 playing a Louis Armstrong tune called Gatemouth. That was Louis's nickname at the time, Satchel Mouth, Gatemouth. And uh, it, it, curiously, the band on that amazingly hot recording from 100 years ago, practically, uh, is really Louis Armstrong's Hot Five without Louis. They kind of evening the playing field by adding well, substituting Lewis for George Mitchell, who famously played with Jelly Roll Morton's Red Hot Peppers and so many people. And I think there's an interesting recording. I probably said this before on a show because Lewis so dominates those Hot Five and Hot Eight recordings to me. Um, when you hear George Mitchell, 
you're really hearing New Orleans jazz, the way it was meant to be played. Uh, there are solos, but it really is sort of an even playing field between the musicians. And there's not any one standout. They're all just amazing. There they were. And here I am, Joe Loro. Welcome to the American Grooves Radio Hour this Sunday evening. Well, 4 o'clock, hardly evening, but we're going to be back at 10 o'clock. So if you miss us, you could tune in later. And we're going to be playing all kinds of fun stuff. Right now, here is Ben Pollock and his orchestra in 1933. He's got the jitters. <laughs> Thank you. 
If it ain't got that swing It don't mean a thing All you gotta do is sing It makes no difference if it's sweet or hot Just give that rhythm everything you've got Oh, it don't mean a thing if it ain't got that swing No, folks, not Bing Crosby, but my favorite early 1930s Bing Crosby wannabe, Mr. Charlie Polloy. I only say that. Polloy was clearly talented. He not only croons like Bing, but he plays guitar on all of his tracks. He was a band guitar player and really trying his best to get that old Bing thing going and crown the label he recorded on. As far as we know, the only label he recorded on was sort of a poor man's RCA Victor. They were pressed by Victor, but where the Victor records were 75 cents, uh, you got two hits for two bits would crown. That was their motto. And boy, oh boy, you sure did. Charlie Palloy and his orchestra. Before that, as I mentioned, Ben Pollock and his great band from 1933. Curiously, a mixed race band, something quite unusual at the time. We had the usual members of the Pollock band there, uh, but also Benny Morton playing trombone and uh, Shirley Clay on trumpet, you know, uh, in association with Maddie Matlock and Eddie Miller and Gil Roden and the usual post-Benny Goodman Pollock lineup. Now, if I'm getting too jazz egghead for you, just call me, text me, and tell me to shut up and play the music. I'll happily comply. Here's some music. Well, I never seen a straight banana. Thank you. 
never seen a straight banana. Why, now I've searched quite a bit. Oh, yet I must admit, oh, they're even curved when they are served in my banana split. Really? Why, I have seen them by the car on the Delaware and Lackawanna. But I never. Never what? Never. Never what? I've never seen a straight banana. and his jazz pilots. Reeser was a banjo player, recorded prolifically in the mid-20s to the early 1930s. He died with his boots on in the orchestra pit of a stroke sometime, I think, in the 1950s or 60s. But Reeser was uh, recorded under so many different names. The Jazz Pilots, the Hot Airmen, the Click Club Eskimos. I could go on and on. That novelty tune you just heard, I've never seen a straight banana. It sort of borders on the double entendre. Not exactly there. It isn't a blues tune. It's a pop tune, recovered, uh, recorded a vocal version, jazz band versions, just a bit of 1920s naughtiness.
folks, in keeping with a little reoccurring theme in some of our broadcasts, I'm going to tonight focus on a tune that I think is a kind of important one in terms of an early jazz tune. Jelly Roll Morton's composition of uh, King Porter Stomp, which he originally recorded as a piano solo, but in 1926, when he recorded it, became a jazz band tune. It was arranged by the Melrose Brothers who published Jelly Roll Morton's songs. I don't know if Jelly did the stock arrangement of it, but various bands recorded King Porter Stomp. Of course, Jelly's famous piano solo on the Vocalion label is legendary and one of the most beautiful and influential pieces of jazz composition. And I'm not really a scholar, but I think how I could explain why it is so important is because it was clearly a ragtime tune that it did have three or four different sections. And it was one of the first ragtime tunes that was truly embraced by the jazz band approach. Right before I started talking about it, you heard Fletcher Henderson's 1928 version. Henderson did very, very well with Jelly Roll Morton's King Porter Stomp. He arranged it first in 28 for his band, then rearranged it in 33. So many different versions of the song went on and on with different feels as the music changed. But look, without further ado, why don't we have the man himself tell us a little bit about where the King Porter stomp came from. Uh, King Porter was the first stomp, or the first tune with a name stomp, wrote in the United States. Uh, you must pardon me for clearing my throat. See, but I've got to do it occasionally. Of course, I tell you the fact about it. I don't know what the name Stomp mean myself. There really wasn't any meaning, only that people would stamp their feet, and I decided that the name Stomp would be fitted for it. Of course, this tune, I was inspired by the name from a very dear friend of mine and a marvelous pianist now on the cold, cold ground. A gentleman from Florida, an educated gentleman with a wonderful musical education, far much better than mine. Now this gentleman's name was Mr. King, Porter King. And of course, he seemed to have a kind of a yin for my style of playing, although we had two different style of playing. And of course, he particularly liked this type of number that I was playing, and that was the reason that I named it after him, but not Porter King. I changed the name backwards and named it King Porter Stomp. Now this tune become to be the outstanding favorite of every great hot band throughout the world that had the accomplishments and qualifications of playing And until today, this tune has been the cause of many great bands to come to fame. It has caused the outstanding tunes today to, uh, to use the backgrounds that belong to King Porter in order to make great tunes of themselves. But, uh, when did you write this song? Uh, this tune was wrote the same year as Alabama Bound in 1905. Thank you. 
People called Jelly Roll Morton a braggart. They didn't take him seriously towards the last years of his life. But you know something? When you really analyze what he says, he clearly was a braggart, but he wasn't really wrong. King Porter Stomp, you know, went on to so many different lives and bands were made famous over it. Well, did you ever hear of Benny Goodman and his orchestra? Their early version of King Porter Stomp was a huge success for them, and it bridged the gap from black jazz to white pop music kids dancing the Lindy Hop in the dance halls and on the radio and made Benny Goodman quite a success. That and some other tunes, of course, not just King Porter Stomp, but that was clearly one of the tunes. And you hear how the tune really changed from a ragtime piano solo to a jazz band version. And then all of a sudden, uh, by using a, a, you know, in my opinion, rather than having a brass bass, but using a string bass and playing more of a 4-4 type rhythm, the thing really starts swinging. And what better version to end this little set with than Benny Goodman's version from 37, which really really helped launch the swing era and then later the big band era. Benny Goodman, King Porter Stomp.
Folks, you're listening to the American Grooves Radio Hour. We are here every Sunday at 4 o'clock, repeating at 10 p.m. on your radio dial, and that dial being 88.3. We're WLIW-FM Southampton, and we're serving Eastern Long Island and Southern Connecticut. And if you happen to be up island, tune in to 96.9 in Western Suffolk, and we're streaming also at WLIW.org radio and on all of your streaming platforms and smart speakers. My smart speaker, I have to wind it up. Anyway, this is listener-supported WLIW-FM, Long Island's only NPR station. And now for something completely different. Far away on the hill to a sunny mountainside Many years ago we parted my little Ruth and I From the sunny mountainside She clung to me and trembled when I told her we must part She says, don't go my darling, it almost breaks my heart To think of you so far, far Carry me back to home up on my breast. I told her I would wed her when I came back from the west at my old Saint Mountain home. In my hand I hold a picture of the old home far away. In the other one my sweetheart I'm thinking of today on the sunny mountainside. Carry me back to old Virginia, back to my
American Grooves Radio Hour, where variety is king. And we went from King Porter Stomp, four versions, I think four. Anyway, it'll be four by the end of the show. And then we went to the Carter family, A.P. Carter singing lead on that. They got off to a little rough start, but they caught up pretty quick. Uh, A.P. wasn't usually the vocalist with the Carters. He he would say that I just bass in a little bit, but he sings lead on my Clinch Mountain Home. Nice slide guitar by probably Maybell. I'm not sure about that. Someone will tell me who it was, I'm sure. But um, after that, we had... Very young, Big Joe Williams recorded down in New Orleans in 1941 with Sonny Boy Williamson on harmonica. His standard tune, a tune he played throughout his career, Baby, Please Don't Go. Now here's the great pianist Willie Eckstein in 1923, one of the great novelty rag pianists. Very, very technically proficient player and here he is doing the 1899 
Maple Leaf Rag, Scott Joplin, also another extremely influential early ragtime to jazz tune. Here is Eckstein's version on the piano, Maple Leaf Rag.
Wilson and his orchestra in uh, 1935 with young Billy Holiday spreading rhythm around. That was Johnny Hodges playing that great tenor solo. And before that, we heard two versions of the Maple Leaf Rag, Willie Eckstein, who I explained you early, and then the New Orleans Rhythm Kings, a band from New Orleans, 
via Chicago, recorded on the Jeanette label, that version also from around 1923-1924. Here's one of my favorite tracks by the three Boswell sisters, 1932, accompanied by the Dorsey Brothers Band, The Sentimental Gentleman from Georgia. Georgia, Georgia, gentle to the ladies all the time. When it comes to loving, he's a real professor. Yes, sir. just amazing, Dixie Valentine. Oh, see those Georgia peaches hanging round and down. Cause what this baby teaches, nobody knows just how. Oh, little mantle gentleman from Georgia, Georgia, gentle to the ladies all the time. Hey, hey, no doubt you weren't about. The sweetest man in Dixieland. I'll say he's hot, he's got just what it takes to make a lady's man. He's just a sentimental gentleman from Georgia. Georgia, gentle to the ladies all the time. He's gentle to the ladies all the time. When it comes to loving, he's a real professor. about wraps it up for us here at the American Grooves Radio Hour. So folks, enjoy the lovely spring that is upon us, and please do tune in next week. Until then, good night.
Radio Hour is brought to you weekly on WLIW-FM Southampton, 88.3 on your radio dial, and at WLIW.org, and all streaming formats.